Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter so you can play our fun new diced game on FanDuel. Also, you can chat with us at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. There we go. Week five, everyone. Four teams on by. Get them out of your lineup. Carolina Panthers, Miami Dolphins, Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Jets. So basically, AP? (laughs) Oh, I think this is a bad bye week. (laughs) This is not a bad bye week. There's some bad bye weeks coming up. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Ivory. Ivory, sure. Chris Ivory. Um, Jonathan Stewart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just mean. <laughs> oh man, that's. I gotta good, get actually. my one mean dig in at least every show. You're good. You're Start good. it off. I like it. Thank you. So this is a tough kind of week for buys for uh, tight ends, though. I will have to say. Yeah. You got yeah. Rudolph. You got Greg yeah. Olson. Yeah, it's Greg Olson, and yeah, it's just Cameron, Jordan Cameron. Cameron Jordan. I don't know. It sounds right either way you say it. <laughs> just it? offensive defensive player, baby. <laughs> it's right. It's right. It's right. Um, awesome. Well, let's just get straight into it. Thursday night game, Indianapolis Colts 2-2 two and two at the Houston Texans 1-3. and three. So Matt Hasselbeck had a pretty good game, actually, guys. I know Don't there was stop it. a lot of hoopla over <laughs> – I'm, say, hey, I'm saying relatively speaking here, there's a lot of hoopla over the whole Andrew Luck thing, and he ended up not playing, which I think a lot of people thought he was actually going to play. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so it's kind of that last minute, like, oh, oh man, Hasselbeck said. But he threw for 282 yards. He had a touchdown. Um, it could have been better. But you know what? For short could've notice, been worse. it, it could have been, been worse. worse. It could have been a lot yeah. worse, and it didn't hurt yeah. a lot of your fantasy players as badly as it could have, is what I will say. That's right. Now, Andre Johnson, I hope he's off your team by now, um, <sighs> or you clearly have not been listening to our show. Uh, he did not have a single catch, guys. Not a Again. single one. Um, which is problematic. But what's interesting is that they are actually working out Ahmad Bradshaw um, because, you know, the Frank Gore situation has been intriguing. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll word it that way. Andrew Luck, um, 27th in the league in offense after four games. He's averaging only 18 points per game versus 28.6. It's going to be possibly a rough outing for him this week as well. So he's he's apparently going to play, they think, it's been kind of up and down, day to day. One moment they're saying, oh, he's playing for sure. The next one he's limited in practice. The next day it's, again, he's going to play for sure. Um, you know, Lucky is 5-1 and one against the Texans, but I just, again, I'm not feeling great about him this week. I don't like how kind of vague they're being about him. I don't love You know what you needed there, that. Ashley? Was another bullet. 
<laughs> I did. Bullet. I did. It. Ashley I, takes notes, and she's a bullet mania. She always puts bullets all over to my bullets back in her writing. It, it threw me off yeah, for a loop. She combined it. I'm, I'm a bullet person bullet. and a post-it note person. I have a obscene yep. amount of post-it notes places. <laughs> you should see my work folders. It's terrible. Uh, but I don't love Andrew Luck this week, guys. I really don't. I just no one does. I mean, they give up the Texans give up the seventh most points to quarterbacks. So hypothetically, he should have a good game, but. Uh, it's it's too vague. It's too vague for me. If you got another option, play it. I said it before. Don't play like last week. I, and you guys said it was crazy. He didn't play. But I feel like this is another week where maybe you should look for another option. I'm helping a mutual friend of ours with his fantasy football league because he is a scientist in Antarctica and a submarine. That's legit. So I said that I would help him this season. He took Andrew Luck as the number one pick. Um, quarterbacks went early in that league. Everyone was from Stanford. He was a favorite, so we took him. Um, I've been begging him to trade Andrew Luck for value. We're getting killed. We're getting killed, killed. because our number one pick was Andrew Luck. And uh, I just said, listen, man, like I, I know this is against your thought, but we need to get rid of this guy and get value because it's – I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. Are you guys trading Andrew Luck or are you just keeping him? I mean, if you need a running back, why not? I don't know. I do think Andrew Luck is going to be better midseason, but I don't like him anytime soon here. And you're right. If you're hurting a running back or a top wide receiver, why not make see if somebody will bite? Because I do think Luck will, will pop off soon here. Um, but you better make sure that you've got a viable option, your quarterback, or you're going to deeply right. regret that. So depending on how deep your league is and what's out there really is, for me, you know, the contingency point there. No, just remember what you're giving up because he does have that potential to have – Big numbers mid to late season when you're needing him in the playoffs. So you have to get to the playoffs. So it's kind of like, what do you need more? If but no quarterbacks really had big numbers this year. It's true. Aaron Rodgers. Like but. crazy big numbers, I'm talking. You know, we had some insane. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom week. Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Both have had 30-plus weeks. So I don't know. We'll see. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. What about the Texans, Ash? Brandon? I'm getting feisty this week. Aaron Foster, okay, not the debut that we were hoping for, but he says that he's 100% and that he just had a bad game, which, A, I don't believe him, but, B, that's good news because that means he's probably going to be 100% this week. So I'm still playing him. He's fine. I'm going to say a name, and then you're going to say who? Who? Uh, Rookie wide receiver Keith Mumphrey. That's a real name. It's been a crazy week. Nate Washington has been ruled out for the Thursday night game with a hamstring injury. And Cecil Shorts has also been ruled out with a shoulder injury. So Keith Mumphrey is the starter. And he'll be opposite DeAndre Hopkins. And he could viably get 8 to 10 targets in this game. Good. He is someone that if you are desperate on a bye week... If you're, like, a, someone who has Landry and Marshall, you know, and you're just like, what happened? Uh, he's not a terrible choice. Also, if you play daily, he's super cheap. Um, last week, he caught four of his seven passes for 56 yards, and that's with a terrible quarterback. Not bad. If you throw out a touchdown in there, that's a good game. So I don't hate him. And Ryan Mallett has been declared the starter again on Thursday, even though he was benched in the third quarter last week. <laughs> and the carousel starts. I hate yeah. this. I hate I the week this to my week favorite thing. announcement of who your quarterback is going to be. I hate that. Yeah, I think it's really yeah. poor coaching. Personally, it's but. heinous coaching. I agree with you. Well, it's bad for every single position, right? You have no idea who your quarterback is going to be that week. At least, like, sink the ship if you're going to sink the ship. Pick a guy and go with it, or 
Make the switch and say, this is the guy for the rest of the season. Stop the back and forth. I'll tell you that Ryan Mallett has thrown one interception for every touchdown that he's thrown so far this season, but not more. Mm. Uh, By the way, that's not great. Uh, Somehow DeAndre Hopkins, though, refuses to be terrible. So no matter the circumstance, this guy is actually pretty decent. He is the new Andre Johnson. Legit. Two back-to-back 100-plus yards a game with a putrid quarterback. So um, the the Colts gave up the sixth most points to wide receivers, so he's not a terrible play. Awesome. Hey, guys, it's fantasy season. Are you ready to dominate your league? Download the free Sports Mania app. You can simply import your fantasy team from Yahoo, CBS Sports, and ESPN and get personalized feeds from fantasy football experts. Get breaking news, scoring opportunities, fantasy points, and milestones. With sports media, you also get real-time updates on your players to make smarter lineup decisions. Alerts every time your player is in the red zone. Awesome. Sports media brings you a new fantasy team that gives you an edge to help you dominate your league. Get your fantasy on at sports mania. Sports mania. Good job, Courtney. I'm excited. I'm pumped too. I'm getting my Sports Mania app up right now. Just kidding. I don't have time, but I'm go- I will. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> Let's get I into will. Sunday Mitchell. morning right now. Chicago Bears, one and three. The Kansas City Chiefs, one and three. Hear me, hear me. You want to start the Bears. Kansas City has given up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. That's crazy. What a mess. Who knew that was going to happen to the Chiefs? Anyway, yeah. Jay Cutler made his return last week and surprised the whole fantasy football community by completing 28 passes for 281 yards and two touchdowns, along with an interception. But that's, that's him. That's how he plays football. Mm-hmm. You have to accept the interceptions with Jay Cutler. Um, he says he wasn't 100%, uh, but I think he'll be better this week even uh, against the Chiefs. I, I think he's fine. I, I mean, this is crazy, but if you need someone... You can get Jay Cutler on the waiver wire. That's a legit thing that can happen this week if you have Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, who else was it on by? Anyway. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. We're not starting him. That, you know, Fitzy, yeah. you weren't starting him. Right. It's actually okay for quarterbacks. It's just the Cam Newton thing. Um, anyway, Taylor. I love this game for him. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I I love this game for him, and if I'm playing daily, I'm considering a super cheap Cutler Royal stack or a Cutler Jeffrey stack. Even Marcus Wilson, although I think that's a little too deep for me. But speaking of Jeffrey, he was held out again last week. But as of now, most people think he'll return in week five. Again, a great matchup, so check the injury reports. And uh, if he does or doesn't return, frankly, I'm still going Eddie Royal. Like this guy, seven. He caught seven of his last. His uh, he caught seven of his ten targets last week for fifty-four yards and a touchdown versus Oakland. Now it's Oakland, but still the Chiefs—they're giving up even more points than Oakland. Yep. So it's a nice connection. It's not a bad play. Martellus Bennett's great, but it's not a great matchup for him. They're actually tougher against tight ends than any other position. You always play Matt Forte, love and forever. Naturally, I oh, dropped no. Eddie Royal last week. But I had to because I had Delaney Walker and Dwayne Allen as my tight ends. <laughs> it's like, really, really, I had nothing I had to pick up with tight ends. That's a bummer. I had to drop Crockett Gilmore, and he's back too, but yeah. Um, the Chiefs, so Jamal Charles always. Travis Kelsey, probably. Okay. <laughs> Although the Bears were surprisingly um, 
The Bears are surprisingly a bad matchup. They've given up the eighth fewest fan fantasy points to opposing tight ends. And um, listen, I, I'm almost at the point where I'm starting Bennett every week, but I'm not for sure doing that yet. So, I mean, I think you probably don't have better options. It's fine. Just want to let you know. You mean Kelsey? Kelsey, I mean. Oh, Kelsey. What am I doing? I'm talking about Bennett. I'm just so excited about... You should have used, used, used a bullet point. confused. They're both mediocre teams. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, and I, I keep hearing sounds in the background and it's throwing me. Um... Jeremy Macklin seems to be the man now, though. So here's the problem with Travis Kelsey. I think that people wanted him to be the next Gronk. He's not the next Gronk. I think we can all accept that now as a reality. Um, Jeremy Macklin, eight catches for 141 yards in week three and 11 catches for 148 yards in week four. Now, he only scored the touchdown in week three, but still, he's taking over a large role in that passing game. So I'm a little bit nervous about Kelsey moving forward. Not that he's – I mean, listen, you don't have better options. You have to start him. Everything's fine. And he still is getting the targets that you need. Um, But he's not going to be uh, the number one guy the way that Rob Gronkowski is in – New England, so we need to stop those comparisons. Stop. I like it. No more baby Gronk. No baby Gronk. Alex Smith is my quarterback in a league. I need him to be a monster. Monster. Mm, monster? Well, you know, I got I got somebody on <laughs> by. It's a two-quarterback league. It's rough, all right? Just leave me a break. It happens. <laughs> it's a 16-person league. It's intense. Like my league, uh, Ryan Jay Cutler and Tony Romo both go down the same week, yeah. and I had to pick up Brandon yeah. Whedon and Jimmy Clausen, and I wanted to cry. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much Yep. That's pretty Seattle Seahawks, two and two, should be one and three at the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> four and zero. With, with, with the tap, little tap, tap, tap of the end zone. Tap, 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 I kid, I kid. I was, I I was watching it, and I was know. like, wait, they can't do that. And then I was like, maybe I'm losing my yeah. mind because they just called the game just so, like, no, you know, no big deal. Yeah. And then afterwards, they were like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. And I'm like, the, the end linesman was standing right there, like, physically watching him just tap it out so when Pete Carroll's like we practice that in practice Pete it's like well I doubt they do but I think he was just trying to take the blame on himself and not the kid but whatever it doesn't matter it was it was a sad loss for Detroit Lions is what it was put up a good game I will say for yeah it was sad it was so Lions so I mean it's sad but it was so Lions to do it to lose this way yeah, it's so hard to be Megatron. I was just like, oh. but you know oh, what? Fantastic know. play by Cam Chancellor. He came in, he punched the ball out appropriately. Um, <laughs> that that is something they do practice. They, I don't know if they actually practice the tap to tap out of the end zone, but I know they definitely practice punching this the ball. The tap. <laughs> so that's what the I call it. I keep calling it the dreaded tap to tap. That's what I call it. But, oh my gosh! Well, you did right after the game. Uh, they're interviewing Matt Stafford, and they're like. Did you hear about how the last play when they tapped the ball out of the end zone was actually legal? And Matthew Stafford, who looks like he's about to like break down in tears, is like, "Well, that doesn't make the loss any easier." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh poor little baby. Oh, Did man, you guys see that. Dante Stallworth's tweet? No. Uh, so, so he tweets out, "Cam Chancellor, did they pay him? If not." He should leave the locker room and just smack a big sign on his locker that says, pay me, boy, in, like, all caps. Because <laughs> they and haven't I, paid him. Because without him, they stunk. They, oh, yeah. they, they still kind of stink. 
But he's saving that oh single-handedly. Well, and when he they interviewed him last night after the game, or on Monday night after the game, and and one of his players came up, and I can't remember who it was, was like, pay him, pay him, <laughs> while yes. he's doing the interview on TV. Yeah, yeah. But, so no, but it's because it was such a pro move. It was such a pro move to punch it out. He knew that was the only option. He knew that that was the only feasible way to save the game, and he executed it perfectly. And quite honestly, you know, Sherman should be the one that's the happiest about Cam Chancellor being back because Sherman's weaknesses, in my opinion, were very much revealed while Cam was out, that he can only work one side of the field, that he heavily depends on Cam Chancellor in the back so that he can play his receivers up tight on the line. And it just, woof, he is very thankful Cam is back. But I'll get to some actual fantasy analysis now versus us ranting. But Sorry. That was, but that was fun. Sorry. Um, it was a big moment in sports. It was a big moment, yeah. The Bengals' defense, guys, is legit. It is legit. So the Bengals give up the 12th fewest points to quarterbacks. Not great news for Russell Wilson. The 11th fewest points to running backs, which is also not great news as we don't know the status of Marshawn Lynch, per se. we got Thomas Rawls, who did not have that great of a game. Um, and we've got Fred Jackson, who went out hurt. So not great news there. The 17th fewest points to wide receivers by this point in time, I hope you have figured out that you cannot trust a single Seattle wide receiver. This week it was Jermaine Curse, but then you also had Baldwin who got a touchdown. You don't know who is going to be. As always, we advise Jimmy you to Graham not had a big to bend them. Jimmy Graham, well, he didn't have a great week this week. And he's not going to no, have the week prior to that. No, the week yeah. before, yeah. Um, and he's not going to have a good week this week either. They give the fifth fewest points to tight ends. Uh, they do give the seventh most points to kickers. So Hauschka, baby. All right, Hauschka's in. You rock rock Hauschka hard this week. You rock him. But (laughs) anyway, so Fred Jackson, his ankle. He could play in week five, guys. (laughs) Let's get it on. I like it. Love me some Hauschka. But Rawls, everyone's really pumped up in jazz for Rawls, and he only had 48 yards on 17 carries. I mean, he took the bulk of the touches but he was not as productive as they wanted to be. They're looking to basically go with Fred Jackson this week if he can play, and they're going to use Rawls in that third down situation. Is good. Is basically going to be love that. I love that out. Fred Jackson's getting his, his opportunity. I do too, and I love he's all decked out in his pink. He's a huge breast cancer uh, um, supporter, and I love it. Love me some Fred Jackson. Uh, but Jimmy Graham, you know, he only had four receptions for twenty nine yards. Another like bad week. He threw the fit, and they threw him the ball, and now we're back to the status quo of him not really being that involved in the offense. Per usual. Because he can't block. He, and they have a terrible offensive line. They do. It's called math. They do have a terrible offensive line. <laughs> now, Russell math. Wilson had 20 of his 26 pass attempts completed for 287 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. It was just another okay game. Uh, but he's he's incredibly efficient in terms of real football. So that's where people get confused. Like, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback in real football. They're low-scoring games. They depend on their defense. He doesn't give the, way, the game away for you, but that doesn't, at this point in time, make him a fantastic fantasy play because they aren't scoring touchdowns, and that's how he needs to score. And he's not even running that much either. He's getting, you know, 20-some yards maybe a game. So it's not even like that facet of his game is in line either right now. So it's a rough matchup. I don't like this one at all. Now, the Seahawks also have an incredibly good defense. They give the six fewest points to quarterbacks, the second fewest to running backs, the third fewest to wide receivers, the fourth most to defenses, and tenth most to tight ends. So maybe a little tight end play here for Eifer. He's really the only one that's possibly going to have a good game. But Jeremy Hill, that beep, 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 beep. 
Yeah, but he had so few touches. He had so nine carries, only 40 yards, but three touchdowns. Three yeah. touchdowns. Can't call that. You can't, but that's my issue. This is the classic Bengals running back situation. Giovanni Bernard, he had the team high 13 carries for at least 62 yards, which is more respectable than the 40. Uh, he did have a touchdown, and he almost had a second touchdown, too. Those, you know, basically called on the one-yard line. So he still is the better back, but Jeremy Hill's the one that got the three touchdowns. So it's this very... <sighs> I would still play Giovanni Bernard I would over too. Jeremy Hill. I would just say that is still my recommendation is to go Giovanni Consistency Bernard. Consistency is something that I, you, can't, you can't take away. And they do go to Giovanni Bernard in the fourth quarter in the second half. I don't know if... You know, Hill just kind of runs out of steam, but they do tend to, as well as carries-wise and the load, go more to Giovanni Bernard. So there is a good chance it's a low-scoring game, and especially if it's in the fourth quarter, it comes down to that. It will be Giovanni Bernard who scores that last touchdown. So that's my recommendation. Also, Tyler Eifer, as we said, the tight end is a little bit where they're a little bit weak on the Seahawks defense, so he's got a great opportunity to score this week, and I think he's going to do great. Uh, And Dalton, guys. This, he's, Real. He, it's, it really is. Yeah. Dalton has 9.19 um, per passing attempts in the air. That's his yardage, which is the ninth highest in the league. And part of that is because he's got his weapons back. He's got Mohamed Sanu. He's got Marvin Jones. we got Tyler Eifert. we got A.J. Green. And what I like about that is he's throwing further than most quarterbacks in the league, which opens up the opportunity for some of those big plays in terms of Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones. When you got players like that that like don't always get the most yardage, they have upside for the fact that Dalton does kind of air the ball out. So they've got the potential for that long 60-yard pass. Even if they catch just one pass all game, that's at least 60 point, six points for you, you know? So I do like that, but I don't like it this week against the Seahawks because they just – it's going to be tight. It's going to be a defensive game. I, I, I disagree. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to tear it up. You think they're going to destroy wow. the Seahawks? I think they're going to tear it up. I don't think they're going to destroy them, but I think they're going to get 24 points. So, you know, that's four touchdowns, you know, to go somewhere. Now, I will say they're playing it in Cincy, which is a much better scenario for Cincinnati receivers and whatnot because it's not in Seattle. So that is the good news. Yeah, I think. I mean, 24 points and three touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. It's doable. It's definitely doable. It's doable. I'd say one, I, I one just, to Giovanni Bernard, one to Eifert. I think their defense is better than their offense. Yeah. One Bernard, one Eifert, one probably Green. Jones. Or maybe even Dalton running in. Um, I don't know. Oh, it, that's, I don't that's think Dalton will be tough. running in then. But I think that either Jones or maybe it's Mohamed Sanu. I think they have a lot of weapons, which makes it very um, – it's going to be a very interesting game for Seattle's D. Um, and they're not turning the ball over. So Seattle's D, actually, I don't think is going to be that great of a play this week either because Cincinnati just hasn't been turning the ball over. So Well, you are right, Courtney, because um, Sherman only plays the right side of the field. He doesn't switch up. So if A.J. Green's not on the right, then, then Sherman's not on him. You know? So they could be, get really creative with their schemes in terms of where they're going to place their receivers to really yeah. capitalize on that. Yeah. And they've got the running back and the catching back, and as I call them, and so it's gonna make it. It's gonna make it a more of an interesting game. I'm going go Cincinnati. Go Cincinnati. Go Cincinnati. All right, Washington Redskins two and two. The Atlanta Falcons four and zero. Do not like the Redskins though. No, (laughs) I'm gonna make this one really short because why waste our time talking about the Redskins all that much? 
Um, we've got the running back situation, which is still, you know, kind of murky. But what I will say, which is good, and we did say that we think this situation is going to get ironed out probably by around week seven. And I think we're seeing that, that progression, right? Because we're seeing that while none of them are being super uh, productive, they are still basically using Alfred Morris as their back. They're using, you know, Jones as their change of pace. And he hasn't been doing all that great anyway. You know, he only had seven carries for 11 yards. And then they had random other players coming in. But they're using Alfred Morris primarily. He had that team-high 17 carries. So that is what you can at least count on. He had 62 yards, which isn't terrible. If he would have had a touchdown, you wouldn't be complaining about the game at all. Um, but I do think... 62 yards and 17 carries is pretty bad. No, but I'm still thinking he had six points. And if he had a touchdown on that, you had 12 points, you wouldn't be complaining as much. He, okay. could, he could be doing better, for sure. We've got tons of running okay, backs that are giving, you know, 100-some yards. But... If he was scoring even one touchdown a week, we wouldn't be having these constant stay away from all redskin running back situations. But the team's just so bad. They're not even getting near the end zone, you know. So that's a problem. But it is ironing itself out. And so if you had to pick one, I would say Alfred Morris. Surprise, surprise, guys. Jordan Reed, injured. No way. Week four. Week four. (laughs) Not just one injury. We have a knee. We've got an ankle. And a concussion in play. Holy moly. It's just, I mean, the concussion he's had problems since college with. He hasn't played more than 11 games in a single season. Um, And we've got a right ankle sprain. (laughs) We've got a collateral ligament sprain. It's just, it's bad. And we knew this was going to happen. This is why we said try not to take Jordan Reed because he's literally going to give you four to six games a season. And that's, you know, that's what you're getting. Uh, but the good news to Sean Jackson, there's a possibility he might come back and play this week, guys. Oh, I hope so. Uh, he's day-to-day, but he was limited in practice, so these are somewhat good signs. So if he doesn't play this week, I, I feel really good that he for sure will be there week six. So um, if they're not earning a buy by then. but So I like that a lot. Look out possibly for James Crowder if he doesn't play. Um, he had 12, um, 12 targets and seven catches for... 60-some yards, 67 yards. So if Deshaun doesn't play, he may get a little bit more action, but the moment Deshaun's back, dump him, it'll be gone. And Pierre Garçon is starting to see some love too. So he left with a sprained knee, came back in, he's all good to go, he's practiced, feel okay about him. Awesome. Atlanta Falcons. So if you watched this game last week and you had Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, you would have thought they must have lost 21-48. to 48. Nope, they didn't. <laughs> Don't get crazy. You're still starting them against Washington, okay? Heck yeah. I know, I know Washington's defense is okay, but, you know, whatever. This is Atlanta Falcons time, guys. They're so good. They're so good. So who got those fantasy points? His name is Devontae Freeman for the second week in Tore a row. It up. It looks Tore good. Tore it up. As a Tevin Coleman um, owner, I am not happy. That is bye. sad. <laughs> Bye-bye, Tevin. bye um, he had three rushing touchdowns for the second week in a row. So amazing. Now he, he's most likely um, won't do that again three weeks in a row. But at least you feel good about putting him in your lineup. So good for, I think he's good in. for at least one touchdown. Yeah, and yards. And yeah. yards. I mean, they feed him the ball. And Coleman might be coming back this week. But even last week, uh, his backup rookie, Teron Ward, um, had 15 fantasy points. So even if Coleman does come back, they're running the ball, which is great to see in Atlanta. 
um, that they're really being able to spread the ball around. So I'm into it. I have a hot tip. What? Can I tell it? Sure. Devontae Freeman was the first running back to score three touchdowns in back-to-back outings since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006. But Tomlinson did it three times. So I do think he's going to go for the three-peat to tie LaDainian Tomlinson. Now, unfortunately, Washington's a tough defense, so it may not happen. But I still think he's going to score, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're going to try for that, even if it doesn't. Yeah. I think he's still going to have a a great fantasy um, day. I just don't know if it's going to be 30-plus fantasy points again. But it's possible. No. I mean, but they'll I mean, try. But it's possible. Yeah, they'll when try. you look at him, he's breaking out in space, right? It's not even yes. like these are like yeah. one-yard line, goal line r- touchdowns. This is the guys breaking through holes, making fantastic cuts, yeah. and just like booking it, and no one can catch him. Right. It's totally possible. So it's very, it's very fun. I, I love watching him. And um, Leonard Hankerson, you guys, I said he was going to have a nice week, and he did. So 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, the Redskins give up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I am, again, putting him in my lineup. Um, feel free to do so as well. It's Washington, baby. Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars, 1-3. at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1-3. Now, this is the game of the week. <laughs> game of the week oh man game of the week <laughs> please don't play blake portals please unless you're in a two-quarter really played. you know what yeah guys they give the buccaneers give up the 13th fewest points to quarterbacks i mean granted he went you know 28 for 50 um 298 yards against the colts but i don't know i just mm. My issue here is that the guard, <laughs> the offensive I just, guard, Brandon Linder, uh, was placed on IR. So they already had so many O-line issues. They finally somewhat shirted it up, and now we've, we've lost a guard here, right? And so they're losing a lot of that strength and security they had in the interior, and I don't like that when it comes to Blake Bortles right now, especially because the running game is kind of like, eh. Just, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Julius Thomas did meet with the doctor, guys, though. Um, he is, his status is basically uncertain at this point, week to week as we thought. He has not been cleared to play in week five yet, but he was clear to begin catching some passes on Wednesday. Um, if he does play, they've been pretty clear he'll be in a very limited role. So don't go thinking if Julius Thomas does get the active designation for Sunday that he's going to blow up. It's, it's not likely. Um, pick him up. Pick him up if he's out there. And don't be surprised, too, if they're using a lot more Mercedes Lewis because because they lost that offensive guard, they need more strength on the line. And Julius Thomas is a terrible, terrible blocker. Jimmy Graham. (laughs) He's he's pretty useless for you there. Um, Allen Robinson, though, he is the top in the NFL with 22 yards per catch, guys, thus far in the four, first four weeks. And sometimes it didn't feel Alan that Hearns way. can't be too far behind him either. Alan Hearns is killing it. But Alan the Hearns, man. guys, he did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, ankle and thigh injury. Marquise Lee also was out with a hamstring. So keep your eye on him He's because Hearns, if he does play, play him. Um, same with Allen Robinson. But make sure that, you know, he's healthy. Because Allen Robinson is the, is the number one, but Hearns is a very close number two behind. I have been so high on Allen Hearns, love, and it's finally Alan coming Hearns. to roost. It's coming home to roost. All right, the Buccaneers. Austin Safarian Jenkins is probably still a week away uh, from coming back, but if someone dropped him, this is your warning. He will not be available next week. So he, if you are in a tight end conundrum, he may be your answer. 
Jameis Winston refuses to be a good quarterback. Um, and it's distressing my Gevin's owners. It's so thing. I, <laughs> he just won't do it. I can't he remember his statement. It. He said something like, well, I guess I need to put some more effort into preparation. Or something along those oh. lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? What oh, was the sentence? Yeah. Gosh. Oh, no, I'm sure it was ridiculous. I don't Find out in our Sirius XM show on Saturday nights from 8 to 10 on in our dramatic reading. Oh, perfect. The dramatic <laughs> readings are funny. I was, I'm maybe watching, the only person like, that likes what? them. But I think they're funny. We're, we have to make, we have a new uh, producer that's going to be working with us. Uh, uh, Tim Reardon is going to be the, our main producer. We're going to make him do a dramatic reading yeah. this week. It's not new. He's with us. He just isn't the main producer. Right. He, will he doesn't usually, week. yeah. Terrell usually takes the lead, but Tim's taking the lead. So this is exciting. Um, I told you last week that cornerback and swish swash amazing guy, Josh Norman, was going to destroy Jameis Winston and Mike Evans, and he did just that. NFC Defensive Player of the Week again. I told you, Josh Norman is killer. Um, Listen, Winston's thrown seven interceptions to six touchdowns on the season. He's um, between 12 and 18 fantasy points per game, and that's with him trying to rush around. It's more than likely 12, though. Uh, with very little upside, even in a decent matchup like the Jaguars at home. Sorry. But that brings us to Mike Evans. He is the number one guy, so don't get fooled by Vincent Jackson's big game last week. Mike Evans is the number one guy. Now, the problem is is that he's going to be defended like the number one guy, and that means he's going to be in double coverage. Double coverage is something that a quarterback needs to have precision with, right? He has to be able to throw the ball on a line, And Jameis Winston has not proven to be able to do that. that And that's what's killing Mike Evans. My suggestion to you, and you ladies, please jump in. Pair him up with someone. I'm I'm trading away Mike Evans if I have him. I know. Anyone else? Yeah, I told you not to even draft him at the beginning of the season. For this reason. But I love Vincent Jackson. I do too. Vincent Jackson's like the dump guy. Like he gets. I thought he was gonna have a great game last week and he did, so I'm I'm into it. Yeah, so wide receiver twos all day. Take him. But that is a good option, Courtney. If Vincent Jackson's out there, get rid of Evans and pick up Jackson because Jackson's having good oh, games. I don't trade, know. trade Evans. I like it. Trade, 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 trade Evans. Evans. That's what I'm saying. Trade Evans don't, and get yeah, Jackson. Trade Evans and get Jackson. And, and let yeah. teams double up on Evans and just and be happy with what you can get out of Jackson. As like a wide receiver three, do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, yeah. So Doug Martin had a great game. It was the first rushing touchdown uh, that wasn't from Jameis Winston on the season. But Charles Sims went into the end zone too. So yeah. I don't love this moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't hate it in bad matchup or in good matchups. Uh, Jacksonville's mediocre against the run. I'm okay with it. Uh, once again, Vincent Jackson had a huge week. He's a boomer bust guy though. So use your discretion. Go on the matchup. And uh, there you go. Charles Sims is a really good pass blocker, actually. So he is getting a lot of um, counts. Yes, yeah, high snap count. So if you're in a PPR league, especially, he's not a bad play. All right. Sign me up. Sign me up. I just put him into one of my PPR leagues, so I'm about, I'm about it this week. I need him. New Orleans right. Saints one and three. The Philadelphia Eagles one and three. So I kind of just do comparisons this matchup because this is one of those teams that just infuriates me, and it always does every <laughs> every year. Uh, so the Eagles, I will say, give up the fifth fewest points to running backs, the thirteenth fewest to quarterbacks, and the fifth most to wide receivers. So I'm only mentioning those. That's all we're gonna really talk about here in terms of let's start with our running backs. We've got three main players right now. Right? We've got Mark Ingram, we've got C.J. Spiller, and we've got Kyrie Robinson. 
I do want you to know that Mark Ingram is still the main guy. Thank goodness. Whew. About time. He had 17 carries, 77 yards. Um, he also had six receptions on their 51 yards. You can't be mad about that. He's doing great. Now, we've got the C.J. spiller Kyrie Robinson debacle here, right? Because Kyrie Robinson came in a lot, especially at the end of the game. He had six carries for 16 yards, which is not great, but he had a touchdown. He's one of these guys that steals the touchdown away from you if you're a Mark Ingram owner, which is so frustrating. And then you got C.J. Spiller that everyone's going to be all hyped up about, right? Because you're going to be like, oh, he scored, he scored. It was on, like, the last play that he scored. He just carried the ball twice for 10 yards. That was it. And then he had that 80-yard touchdown catch at the end. Do not get looped in and fooled by the C.J. Spiller or that people always do when they go pick C.J. Spiller up. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. All you will get is disappointment. He will blow up either on your bench, never when he's actually in the game for you, he will get hurt and he won't play and you'll be angry. That sums up that running back story. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, Willie Sneed, I'm intrigued by him. He had six receptions for 89 yards and Drew Brees seems to really like him. He seems to be always looking for him, which is interesting because Marquise Colston, Brandon Cooks, these are the guys who are supposed to be the top receivers. Colston only had four receptions for 19 yards. Cooks only had four receptions for 25 yards. It's ridiculous. Whereas Snead had 89 yards. It's, I would it, drop Brandon Cooks in my leagues if I didn't think I'd get left out of the fantasy community. That's how I feel about that. I, I, can't, I, I can't trust him. I would, I, I'm not having Brandon Cooks in my lineup anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, Drew Brees, I will say this, though. Mm-hmm. He was completed 33 of his 41 pass attempts. Throwing Great. 41 times when you've got a coming off a hurt shoulder that is still questionable and went for 359 yards, I feel A-OK about you. He's saying he's Amazing. working into these programs to increase his arm strength back from this injury. Hey, you're A-OK with me the way you're throwing right now, and you're just going to get better. I'm good with it. I just wish I knew who you were going to throw to. Oh. Unfortunately. No luck. Nope. No. It's the whole, it's that, that's the deal with the whole Eagles, Ashley. All of them. All of them. Uh, They're yeah. all a mess. I hate the Eagles in every way possible. Let's just get into it. Sam Bradford had a 270 yards and three touchdowns last week. By far his best game. Congratulations, Bradford. Still don't know if I trust him. Although he is going up against a weak defense, so you could possibly play him if you need to. Ugh. New Orleans give up the second most fantasy points to quarterback, so. It's there. Uh, Murray came back and had the same kind of game as he did before he <laughs> left. Eight attempts for 36 yards, but 30 of those yards were in one run. So, you, did you know. see after the game, Courtney? What? No, got him complaining that he needs to be used more? Yeah. Yeah, well, I wouldn't use him. <laughs> well, eight attempts is bad. I mean, no one can do anything with eight attempts. Technically, he's, you know, he's getting eight attempts because he's getting he's getting no yards. He's gotten no yards, you know, the weeks before he's coming off of injury. You know, you had a running back who was successful Two running backs that were successful with his absence. Why give him much? No, none of them were good this week. That's my whole point with getting into this is now you get him both back. Both Sproles and Matthews were bad. Yeah. So I don't know, Chip Kelly. I say pick two and go with it because picking three is not working out for you. No so one's getting into a two. flow. No one is. Just get, no one's getting into a flow. You know, not at all. Um, ugh, it just really upsets me. Anyways, 
I'll get a dinner anymore. <laughs> you actually were like genuinely upset. I love you. Yes. Riley That's Cooper crazy. and Austin, Myle Austin, he's back from the dead. Found the end oh, zone Austin. last week. It's crazy. But I don't trust either of them either. I still believe in Jordan Matthews is the guy. But I hate this offense. You know, I, I Belichick might screw you over in running backs, but Chip Kelly screws you over in every, every single facet. position. Yep. Chip Kelly. It's Chip Kelly's fault. I'm blaming him. It's done. It's over. It's over. Let's get back into positive news because we got a really great matchup next. Cleveland Browns, one and three. The Baltimore Ravens, one and three. I actually think this is the game. I love I love game this game. Of I'm the week. No, it's not, you guys. All right. I'm kind of do into you, it. Do no. you need to start a quarterback in an eliminator tournament? Tournament? Uh, well, don't look now, but Josh McCown has scored 19 points in week three and 22 points in week four, over 300 yards in both outings, back-to-back. Baltimore is a good matchup. In season long, you have better options. But if you're playing daily, you might want to, you know. And yet people are still fences. crying for Menzel. Of course they are. I'm one of We're them. Not, I, I didn't even put him in. that. Those words are not in my write-up. <laughs> Travis <Menzel>. Benjamin. <laughs> Hashtag you. <laughs> uh, Travis Benjamin had another 10 targets in week four. He didn't score, but he did get 79 yards. I think he's a legit, legit. guy. Is. This is how it's going to be. So I like it now because of the targets. Before it was like on three targets he was doing things. Now it's they're targeting him multiple times per game. He's owned in 75% of Yahoo leagues. But in case you're playing with people that just don't follow football, check your waiver wire and pick him up if, if he is there. They give up the second most points to opposing wide receivers. Baltimore does, so nice. Duke Johnson's officially a must-own in PPR leagues. Hello, Duke Johnson. Hello. Right before kickoff, I completed a trade with this guy in uh, one of my um, expert leagues uh, where he gave me Duke Johnson and I gave him Nelson Aguilar. Winning. Although Aguilar didn't have a bad Winning. game, actually. No, no, game. he had his best game, no. but it wasn't Duke Johnson's game. No, you know what's so funny is I've had Duke Johnson on my roster all year in that 16-man league uh, with Brad Evans um, from Yahoo, and uh, I played Duke Johnson this week because I had somebody on bye. This is Same the here. first week that I've ever played Duke Johnson. <laughs> and my husband on Sunday was like, oh, my gosh, look at Duke go. And I was like, guess who's starting now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By default. Exactly. I'm starting. By yeah. default, but I feel like the smartest woman alive. Genius. Genius. Yeah. I mean, people were blowing up last week. Oh, they were like, so Duke good. Johnson. So, um, yeah, Baltimore's a tough matchup. They get up the six fewest uh, fantasy points to running backs. So if he doesn't do as great this week, that's fine. Don't drop him. Don't drop him. He is the next guy. Don't worry about it. Patience. Crowell is still getting, though, a, a lot of carries as well. He had a decent game. I know it wasn't as explosive as Duke Johnson, but it was decent. So keep him on your roster as well. Um, you might even be able to get some trade value for, for him, but I, I don't hate him anyway. Gary Barnage, uh, I, I call him Mr. Old-timey guy because his name is very old, right? It is. Gary Barnage. Yeah. It sounds like he's from, like, the Rockefeller era. Sounds like he owns, anyway. like, a pharmacy <laughs> on a main street. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, he caught all six of his targets last week for 75 yards and another touchdown. Um, he has to be in the bye week conversation for fill-ins, for he's sure. He's who so. I actually picked up when I had the Delaney Walker, Dwayne Allen 
you know, debacle. And I was very happy. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll be happy this week as well. Ravens, this is so Raven. I can't believe we haven't made that joke on this show yet. Are we just too so old? Raven. We're too old. I, I, okay. We're too old. I watched I can't Disney believe I just back in the back. day of, like, the uh, purple piranhas and the orange iguanas. Yeah. Was that even Disney? What was that? Nickelodeon? Well, I, I remember Mickey Mouse Club <laughs> with Britney Spears because we're the same age. Yeah. And by the way, she has, like, Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling and Carrie Russell. <laughs> That's how old we're dating ourselves. Stuff. Anyway, Steve Smith Sr. literally broke his back, and he's still only listed as doubtful. He has not been ruled out yet for Sunday. He and Jason Witten are going to do a who's going to not die first competition, and I'm going to watch. These guys are just badasses. They're just amazing. Um, so anyway, his former t- he also said of his former teammate, safety Mike Mitchell, the guy who broke his back, if you will, he said that he is, quote, unquote, on his lifetime hit list. <laughs> that is a list I would not want to be on. Steve Smith Sr.'s Which hit list. I would never yeah. laugh about somebody making a hit list. So not cool. But Steve Smith Sr., you can do it. So funny. He's really hilarious. Funny. He's so funny. But here's the deal. He might be back next week. It's nuts. It's nuts. As far as we know is for the fill-in, it's Kamar Aiken is the guy to grab. But look for Marlon Brown, Darren Waller, and uh, Chris Evans to get involved. I still wouldn't love any of them. Um, you can run in Cleveland, though. And Justin Forsett had a bounce-back game last week with 27 carries for 150 yards. Yeah, so did. I'm starting Justin Forsett again, and I'm sorry if he stinks, but he shouldn't this week. Seriously, you can run on Cleveland. And you can't trust Joe Flacco. Going up against Pittsburgh, he stunk it up. So this is a good matchup again, but whatever. Lame. And Crockett Gilmore might come back. Um, He's still nursing that calf injury, but he's listed as questionable, and people are optimistic. So keep your eye on the injury report. All right, real fast, ladies. I have a fantasy question for the two of you. Okay. I'm in an eight-man league, non-PPR. So the waiver wire, you know, is nice. Okay? So Travis Benjamin is on on the waiver wire. Should I pick him up? And who do I drop? I've got on my bench James Jones, John Brown, Mike Evans, Martavius Bryant, Giovanni Bernard, and Chris Ivory. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Um, Evans. Uh, oh no, Bryant for sure. With Michael Vick, I still say Evans, but I hate Evans. You can't drop Mike Evans. You can get value for Mike Evans. You can't get value for Martavis Bryant. So we're dropping them over well, John eight, Brown. How, what, what's it, 18? Or James Jones. 18, eight, eight person league. Just for you, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we're good for Brian. You, you probably, you could probably drop him because you do have Michael Vick, and Vick is. Um, do you think that nobody, there's no, do you think nobody will pick up Martavius Bryant anyways at this point? There's less chance of them picking up Martavius yeah. Bryant than there is them picking up Mike Evans. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. We're doing it, guys. We're doing it. Let's move on. St. Louis Rams, two and two, the Green Bay Packers, four and out. Thank you, ladies. I just wanted to make sure. <sighs> the drama. Yeah. So the Packers' defense is good again, guys. Yeah. It's been a while, but they're good again. Well, they also play terrible teams. There's that. It's a thing. It's but a you thing. know what? But they're, they're looking – honestly, no, they're looking better. I like it. They give up the 13th fewest points to quarterbacks, 13th fewest to running backs, 4th fewest to wide receivers, 17th fewest to tight ends, 13th to kickers, and 4th fewest to defenses. 
I like it. They're all over the board. And they're going to play the Rams, who struggle a bit. But you know what? They actually had a good game last week. And you know what? Todd Gurley came back sooner than I thought he would. I thought he looked really, really good. He had 19 carries, 146 yards, two catches from their 15, which was like, eh. But you know what? That is a really good game. And what I was most impressed about was at the end, when he had the know-how, right, and this is he's coming from college where it wouldn't matter, but the NFL it does. He laid down versus trying to go for the score just to kill the time and to get the win. And I thought that was so smart, and I, and I loved seeing that from Todd Gurley as a rookie. So I'm really into him. He did kind of, you know, the knee is still maybe kind of an issue, but the good news is that he practiced without a knee brace. So these are all positive signs that he is getting healthier and healthier, and I am loving Todd Gurley. Um Again, they give up the 13th fewest points wide receivers, but it's kind of almost middle of the pack, so I still think you can play Gurley. Tavon Austin, he's a tricky one, guys. He's had two huge weeks in sandwiching two awful weeks. Awful weeks. I still can't tell you to play any wide receiver on the Rams. I just, I can't in good faith. But I did like when Stedman laid down to take a nap, which he did get fined for, and he's going to try to appeal it. Do you see that? Yeah, Be- I love the nap. Because he used the football. like, the nap was genius. I loved it. You know he's been waiting for that one. He's Whatever. Been, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't. He didn't get called on the field for it, so just let it go. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so funny. Nick Foles, though, he threw three touchdowns um, against the Cardinals. That's pretty good. What I do like is that I think he is going to get better and better as they start to actually develop a running game. That is going to help the wide receivers. <laughs> I just can't tell you in good faith to do it right now. I just can't. Packers. I don't care about the down game against San Francisco. It was such a like easy win for them. They just didn't even try. So they just let's not discuss that. Yeah, they just were like, eh, we're gonna get this one done. And I know that they're not gonna say they did that, but that's what happened. Start your studs. Um, I do want to point out this is a tough matchup. St. Louis is a tough defense, so they may not have the same points that you're used to, but you're not gonna have them blow up on your bench. Um, Eddie Lacy could have a bounce back. He's had a kind of eh season, frankly, but he's mostly been dealing with injuries. And um, St. Louis is weaker against the run than they are against the pass. So I like that. And Richard Rodgers is a fine option if Greg Olson's out. Fine, I said it. But you know what? He's either going to get you three points or he's going to get you ten points. There's nothing in between, and he's not going to explode with 30 points. It's just not going to happen. Also, Devontae Adams is still struggling with his injuries, so make sure to check the injury report. And I don't think you should start him anyway. I'm very disappointed in uh, the injury status of, of Devontae Adams. And um, I can't even say it's about his play. It really is about the injury. So Randall sorry. Cobb's hurt, too. So insert Ty Montgomery there. Mm-hmm. And James Jones. And James Jones. Always James Jones. Injured. Always. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, 2-2, two and two, the Tennessee Titans, 1-2. and two. So LaShawn McCoy could be sidelined for three to four weeks, which is bad news. He did get an MRI, and it showed a new tear in his hamstring. So there is a potential he can come back sooner, but he may not want to because they kind of rushed him a bit, and now he's got a new tear. So now he's set back again. So I don't think – I think he's going to kind of put his foot down and say, I'm not coming back until I'm healed. The problem here is, is now – It is good, but now the problem here is Carlos Williams. He had an okay game. He rushed 89s for 40 yards. He had three receptions for the 30, so you can't be too upset with him because uh, he did have a touchdown as well. But he sustained a concussion in the game, and he has to go under concussion protocol, and he's not been cleared yet. So the Bills had a fire sale, Brady people in, 
Not good people. It's their Trent Richardson coming in to work out for oh, a practice. Yay. Dan Heron coming in. And yay. Alfonso yeah. Smith. So who, oh. they, who did they go with, ladies? A Dan Heron. That's going to say. Dan you mean Boom legit. Heron? Dan Heron's boom. Best options. But Dan Boom Heron. <laughs> the Bills will turn to Anthony Booby Dixon. Um, if boom and Booby. Nice. Booby, Booby, Booby Dixon. Uh, if they if Carlos doesn't go, I don't love that. Carlos has been great. Do not expect the same kind of production out of Booby Dixon. It's not gonna happen. Uh, it's just not. <laughs> I want a boom Booby Dixon. I, I want a boom. I hope Booby booms too, but I just don't think Booby's gonna boom this week. Oh, we haven't sang enough. Yeah, we haven't. Well, I we say haven't. Charles Clay, guys. We have not talked about him much, and he's been having a pretty good little season. Nine receptions for 111 yards last week. He looked good. He was targeted the most out of anybody with 13 times. Sammy Watkins is still a little injured. He may or may not play in week five. Percy Harvin didn't participate with a hip injury. So they're leaning on Charles Clay. And with Courtney's rookie, well, he's not a rookie, but it's like his first year playing as a starter. He's depending on Charles Clay, and he's getting a lot of looks. And I like it. I like it. We're into it. Yes, ma'am. Oh, excuse me. Titans. I was about to say my name. We got the Courtney's next. The Titans next. Coming up a bye. <laughs> this is my team, though. I really love this team. I've really grown to, like, it's like my baby. Um, listen, I'm playing him, you guys. I'm playing him. I'm playing Marcus Wheaton. He's had two games with over 20 fantasy points, and the Bills give up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I am all in. You've got Teddy Bridgewater on by. You've got Ryan Tannehill. Sign me up. I'm in it. Marcus Mariota. I'm playing him this week, you guys. Even if they weren't on by, you should be starting Marcus Mariota for those guys. Yes. Kendall Wright is a must start as well. Bam. Third most fantasy points given up to wide receivers, which brings me to Darrell Green Beckham, who was arrested this week. It's just for unpaid traffic tickets. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. No smoking weed. No hitting anybody. Trying to kill someone. We're fine. Totally fine. The, the teams agree that they're not going to punish him at all. He's playing in full. I love him as your flex. It seems he seems to find the end zone, you guys. And I don't care how you get your fantasy points. We just want them. Um, Orange is the new black. That's right. That's right. Delaney Walker <laughs> can go back into your lineup as well. Uh, he should be great with another week to recover from his injury previously in week two. So I'm in. Um, running backs are too dicey. To put in, them in your lineup, so keep an eye on them throughout the season. But right now, I'm staying away from all of them. Antonio Andrews, the new guy on the block. They're all new. They're all old. They're all coming around. It's like it's like all your ex boyfriends you just can't get rid of. They're just all there. The worst. They're the worst. All right, let's get into the later games. The Arizona Cardinals three and one of the Detroit Lions zero and four. All right, the Cardinals. All right. Let's see here. The Lions have given up the 12th most fantasy points to both quarterbacks and wide receivers. So you can go ahead and start Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald this week. I know neither gave you great fantasy points last week, but the Lions are not the St. Louis Rams, people. They're not. Yeah. So it's okay. We all They're all going to have down weeks against the Rams, the Broncos, sometimes the, the Seahawks. So just get over it, people. Oddly, in San Diego. In San Diego. Yeah. Right? In Washington. Just just yeah. blows my mind. Blows it. Um, again, this is a better matchup against Detroit for Chris Johnson. He ran for 83 yards and caught all three targets for another 11 yards. 
Um, only Danny Woodhead and AP had very nice games against Detroit. And what do they have in common? They all are able to catch the ball as well as run. Um, so I'm I'm excited. So we're just gonna I'm gonna go with Chris Johnson. Yeah. Um, I'm all I'm all in. Um, there were plenty of targets to go around last week. John Brad Brown actually led the pack with ten targets. Fitzgerald had nine, and Floyd got seven. So. They're still airing out, out the ball, even though they're running it, too. So this offense is just moving and grooving. I'm in. I'm in. I know Brown hasn't had given you that big impact you are hoping for before the season started. But don't worry, guys. It's coming. It's coming. Chandler. Uh, Captain Zara. Yes. The kicker is a must start. Thank you, <laughs> Ashley Williams. I was waiting for somebody to finish my yep. sentence. Um, and I think the Cardinals' defense will have a bounce-back week as well. So I'm okay with you starting the Arizona defense this week, too. I like it. Detroit Lions time? Yep. Sad, sad Lions. And it's going to be sad again this week, unfortunately <laughs> for them. Stafford, I mean, he's he's not looking as bad as he did at moments last year, but it's also not great. Um <laughs> He only had 203 yards off 35 pass attempts. No touchdowns, no interceptions last week. It's not good. He's now gone, guys, seven games in a row when he has not thrown for 300. And this is by the longest streak that he has gone of not being able to throw over 300 yards in his entire career. That is a problem. And even worse news is Stafford has been held to just 183 passing yards when he's faced the Cardinals. So it's going to get worse than what you've seen. It can get worse, and it's going to this week, more than likely. Yes. The running game is terrible. Amir Abdullah is not doing well. Joy Bell didn't practice. Zach Zener came in and didn't do a whole lot either. You're staying away from all of them. Calvin Johnson looked better, I thought, than what you'd seen. Grant only had 56 yards, and he had the whole camp chance or poked ball away. But he would have had a decent game had he got that touchdown. Um, but again, it's not going to be a great week for him. And Eric Ebron, who has been someone that Stafford has been targeting, he's got a bruised knee. He may be out for three weeks to heal. They say it's up to the individual. Uh, they didn't practice Wednesday, so it's not looking good for this week either. Oh, sad. New England Patriots are back from bye, guys. Three and zero, the Dallas Cowboys. Two and two. Well, the Patriots, you start everyone, obviously, because they just, you know, score points. In all ways. Um, however, so far this season, Dallas has been a top 10 defense against the pass and a bottom 10 against the run. The only consistent um, passing yards that they're giving up are actually to running backs catching passes. Therefore, I do suggest to start Deion Lewis and then start LeGarrette Blunt too because then they're going to blow him out and have him go in the second half. So uh, you know how I feel about starting running backs from the Patriots, but sorry, it is what it is. And everyone else, whatever. I'm not going to talk to you about Gronk please. Uh, Cowboys. I don't feel good about anyone on this team versus the Patriots. Whedon is a no-go, but at least he didn't throw an interception last week, question mark. Um, Randall keeps getting benched, uh, and, you know, I just get the feeling the Cowboys don't like him. I mean, you bench someone for almost fumbling. It's just weird. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Um, and then it's a rough matchup against the run, so I don't love it anyway. Witten is the man, but he's only scored you five or six you know, fantasy points. So if that's good enough for you during a bye week and you have Greg Olson, okay. But, you know, maybe you could do better. Someone with higher upside. Gary Barnage. Like Gary Barnage. Yeah, I was yeah. like Gary Barnage. Charles Clay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but listen, it's a bye week situation. It is what it is. Terrence Williams is a boom and bust guy. 
Uh, he did get the touchdown last week, which saved me in a few leagues. I'm sure that it saved other yeah. people. Uh, so thank you. I'll say that. But I, I have a tough time trusting him. Um, but now Lance Dunbar's out for the season, you guys, with a torn ACL. So, so if one. you still have him on your roster, you need to get rid of him. It's really sad. He did a great job. Uh, so I support or at least don't make fun of you now for picking up Cole Beasley. <laughs> I know he's a shot in the dark, but at least I'm not angry about it. Last week he caught all six of his targets for 62 yards. He still hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, but New England does give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this season, so he's not a terrible play. Bam. Denver Broncos 4-0 and against the Oakland Raiders 2-2. Two and two. I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a good one. Um, so I'm going to start backwards with the Denver Broncos here. Let's start off with the Denver mm. defense because they're Woo. amazing. Oh. And although Minnesota didn't turn the ball over last week a lot, but they had seven sacks. Seven. Yes. Um, and they should have a great game against this young team. The Oakland Raiders are just babies. They're all just little babies in Crabtree. So um, it should be good. And then let's move on to the kicker, Brandon McManus. The kicker has yet to miss a kick this season. That's saying Damn. a lot. What did you say? That is saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And the worst kicker to go up against the Oakland Raiders still got nine fantasy points. So he's going to have double digits, you guys. So sign me up. I'm in. Now let's get into reality. C.J. Anderson <laughs> had his best game with 70 total yards. It's a thing, guys. It's a thing. It's not, it's not getting any better any sooner, so it's just what it is. Sharing balls with Hillman. Um, so that's what it is going to be. Hillman was able to find a hole, luckily for him, and had a 72-yard touchdown, although he didn't have much going on for the rest of the game either. So it's just if you, they don't get the touchdown, which they usually don't get the touchdowns, it's, you know, it's a seven-point game. So I don't know. I don't have either one of them. I, I, I think you should trade them, but uh, if you have them, I'm going Hillman. Let's just say that. Um, it's all about those targets. Demarius Thomas continues to see double-digit targets. You can't sit a guy who does that. I know he's not having a huge year because he is not finding the end zone, but he will. It's okay. But I like Sanders this week even more. He has been so quiet these last couple weeks. Um, but last year he was able to get two touchdowns against the Oakland Raiders. And this year, they're giving up more fantasy points to wide receiver twos and wide receiver ones. So I'm kind of like all about Emmanuel Sanders this week. You know who else I'm going to like playing, and I usually will not suggest this, is Owen Daniels. Daniels. I say he's a good Love play him. this yeah. week. I, like say, I can't Daniels. believe it, but he is. He's found the ends on the last two weeks, and the Raiders give up the most fantasy points to tight ends. Therefore, we are playing him. That is, They did give up three touchdowns to Gronk, but we're going to scratch that one. Oh, that's against not even playing against Gronk. Excuse me. That's my other team I'm going to cover next. That is not playing against Gronk. So that's great. And play Peyton Manning. Um, he's good for at least 20 fantasy points this week. Ooh. It's true. Least. Yeah. Raiders. Raiders. Hello. So the Bronco D is really good. And it's hard for me to say <laughs> you should play anyone against the Broncos. But you know what? I actually feel kind of uh-huh. good about this team. I kind of do. I love Derek Carr. Um, you know, I do. It, it, this is, you know, he has scored the most of any quarterback through his first two games in NFL history. Why is Brandon laughing? 
I just, it's the Raiders. It's fine. I know. I kind of like him. I do. And Amari Cooper, he's been the best of all the rookies. I like him. I don't like Crabtree. He's got weird leg injuries. Latavius Murray had a bad game. He suffered a shoulder injury, which was kind of bad. He came back, but then he got benched. Um, But you know what? They still have faith in Latavius Murray. What I will say is it's probably a situation where you don't have a lot of other great options to play instead of Latavius Murray against the Broncos, you know, or Amari Cooper. You just don't. The Broncos do get the second fewest points to wide receivers, so I don't love that. I'm sure Chris Harris Jr. will be on Amari Cooper. Um, They get the 19th fewest to running back, so Latavius Murray's more than likely going to have the better of the two games, but I don't know. I think they could could pull something out this game. Unbelievable, Ashley. Awful fantasy analysis. Do not play the Raiders against the Broncos. I kind of like them. You know what? I feel like this is a Peyton Manning moment (laughs) of last season where I said bench Peyton Manning and you guys were like laughing at me. It's true. It's true. It's true. They're not going to have a great game. They're going to get points. All right. Let's move on to Sunday night game. San Francisco 49ers 1-3 with the New York Giants 2-2. It's a travesty, actually, that the 49ers won a game. It's a travesty. We have to watch them on Sunday night. It's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> instead of listening to me and running the ball more, Jim Tomsula decided to give Carlos Hyde only eight carries last week. Shocking. It really is genuinely shocking. It, it blows is. my mind. Um, I don't know what to do because Carlos Hyde's value is now in the toilet. I think you have to hold on to him. I don't think you're going to get enough for him. you got to hope that someone comes to their senses around week eight and you can get something good for him. You know, you can get some value out of him eventually and maybe have him and he'll be a stud during the playoffs. But right now, my apologies. It is what it is. Um, In fact, Carlos Hyde said it best, quote, they brought extra defenders in the box. It's hard to run against eight or nine guys in the box. And I'm going to tell you something. I think they'd put 11 guys in the box if it wasn't illegal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because there's no reason to defend Colin yeah, Kaepernick. Yeah, they're daring Colin bad. Kaepernick to beat them, and it's not going to happen. I can't remember which defensive guy basically said to him this weekend. He was like, you're not Russell Wilson, bro. Mm. That's not even, like, high praise, by the way. I just wanted to put that yeah, out there. Like, like, Russell Matthews. Wilson, he gets, like, 150 yards. It wasn't like you're not Tom Brady or you're not Joe Montana if you're, like, a throwback guy. No, it was you're not even Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, bro. So... And listen, Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl ring. I don't want to make fun of him, but it's not like he's, you know, like first ballot Hall of Famer here. So um, regardless of matchup, I don't care, and everyone else is out. Bam. Giants, Eli Manning uh, has had 19 fantasy points in the last three weeks. Um, And I think he will even get more this week against the 49ers that have been less than impressive this year. So if 19 points is enough for you, which I think he might get two more points, so like 21 at the lowest, um, I think he's a good guy to put in your lineup. So I'm into Eli Manning. Odell Beckham Jr. has had two bad games now. Good thing is they're going to reset him, guys. It's going to all get reset, and they're going to use him. (laughs) They're going to use him. Don't sit him. Okay. Must start. Must start. This is my ducky hand telling me what to do. Um, <laughs> well, Richard Jennings came back yep. um, from the dead last week, which is very exciting. He did get a touchdown, but he only had nine attempts, which I hate, and two targets. It's just, like, not my favorite. Andre Williams had 11 attempts and one target. Vereen had five attempts, and he was never targeted, which, in the air, which I just think is, like, blows my mind seeing how Vereen is supposed to be the PPR junkie. Um... So right now, I just don't know what to tell you about that backfield. The 49ers give up the six most fantasy points to running backs, so the fantasy value is there. I just don't know where you should be investing it. 
Um, it's kind of really hard for me. So I see six points in all of their future. So not my favorite plays. <laughs> that could week. be generous too. Somber. Somber. Um, Ruben Randall found the end zone for the second week in a row. You can go ahead and play him as your wide receiver three or flex spot. Um, You should pick up the Giants defense and play them against the 49ers, you guys. They've given up the most fantasy points to defenses. Um, And they've had double-digit numbers three weeks this season. So that's good. Three weeks out of four weeks and double digits for a defense that are the Giants. Bravo. Uh, Josh Brown is not my favorite this week. Um, yeah, maybe seven fantasy points at top, so just don't do it. Monday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers 2-2, two and two, the San Diego Chargers 2-2, two and two, the Steelers. Uh, Brown will have a rebound week against the very banged-up Chargers secondary. The stats are going to tell you the Chargers are great, but they've lost two key players this, this last week, you guys, so... Don't worry about it. The Pittsburgh Steelers actually might have a chance with Michael Vick as their quarterback this week. It might happen. Um, so I'm okay with Antonio Brown. I'm not sitting him at all. Don't worry. He will get you the fantasy points back this week. Um, the Chargers love to give up fantasy points to running backs. Le'Veon Bell is obviously a must-start, as he always is regardless. And since Bell came out, you guys, I've said no Heath Miller, and he's been worthless. So let's get over it. Move on. Find somebody now. Uh, Martavius Bryant is back. We spoke to a Steelers writer on our SiriusXM show, and he was very impressed with Bryant this preseason. I am as well. I think you might be able to start him in a flex this week and maybe as your wide receiver three going forward. So we'll see how this works out with the Vic situation. It's very dicey. Um, But the Steelers move um, on to yet another kicker. Bye, Scooby. Yeah. We've got Chris Boswell. Um, still not starting him. And you might even be able to play the Steelers' defense this week. Sounds crazy, but you could. I think the Steelers would be better than people think this week. Because I thought one of the most interesting comments I heard during the game was the fact that you've got a left-handed thrower versus a right-handed thrower, and the spin is very different, and that does have a big impact on receivers. So... That was why you saw Antonio Brown drop that touchdown in the end zone, a catch he could make in his sleep normally with Ben Roethlisberger. So I think that extra good practice is going to help him. I do. The offense or the defense? The offense. I, I don't know if I can agree starting the defense. But maybe. I don't know. The Chargers give up a lot of points to defenses, and it's, you know, with their defense being banged up, the offense is going to be tired. I don't know. It's not my favorite matchup for them. So let's get into it. The Chargers. Phillip Rivers had a nice game last week for the Cleveland with 358 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I, you know, I think you'll have another good week. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell's going to have some nice runs and get some touchdowns. So I think Phillip's going to have to throw, which means he will have turnovers. But that's okay. That's what Phillip does. We move on from it. He'll get the touchdown in the yards regardless. Antonio Gates is back. Woo! Woo! Insert him into your lineup. It. It's fine. He's available. He's ready to play. Steelers give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. I'm all about it. Yay, yay, yay. Um, and Danny Woodhead had another nice game. Yep. The Steelers are great against the run, but Woodhead catches the ball, so he's going to be fine. All the other running backs who are also receivers have great fantasy points against them, so we're good. I'm not in love with Gordon because of that fact. He just hasn't done much anyway, so it's just not my favorite person. 
You need to keep him on your bench, possibly trade him if you can, um, and just wait till he proves himself. So, And then Keenan Allen is a must-start. Both Stevie Johnson and Malcolm Floyd were injured last week, so keep an eye on their progress throughout the week. Um, it did seem that Malcolm Floyd's doing really well with his concussion protocol, so um, he might be back for the game. Stevie Johnson I'm not sure about. So, again, just keep an eye on it because I love both of them this week if they can play. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about Monday night. I think it's going to be high fantasy. High Ooh. fantasy land. I do. It's mm. a little bit of fantasy orgy on a Monday night football. It's my thing. Um, but that's it for us, you guys. That's week five. Good luck. Again, get them out of your lineup if they are in right now. The Carolina Panthers, Miami Dolphins, Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Jets. You can always ask us questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. If you haven't heard enough for us, hop on to Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio and listen to us Saturday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern. And go to HerFantasyFootball.com to subscribe to us so we can send you our weekly announcements about our fun game Diced on FanDuel where we give you four ingredients that you have to follow by in your lineup and we give you a fun prize if you win. So um, there's only, only 40 spots, so you have to do it as soon as possible once we send you that email, Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, no more faking it. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 